Welcome to the Better Than Average podcast. This is episode one, and what I'm going to do is kind of glance over fall camp. I've attended the first three days, none of them in full pads, but we're going to look at what I've seen, and we'll go position group by position group, all of them, offense and defense, here in episode one. Better Than Average. You play football. Football? Oh, no. Juggernaut of a podcast. Better Than Average. Like a radio show that's not on the radio. Coach, it's a great day for you, huh? Yeah, it's better than average, I'll tell you that. I'll start with the receivers and what I'm going to do. I, I don't know, uh, it's sort of reverse alphabetical, but it's mixed up. If you go to hailstate.com and you go to the football roster and click on the position column, it'll arrange and organize the entire roster by position groups. And for whatever reason, they do wide receivers first and then safeties and then running backs and then quarterbacks and Anyway, so I'm going to go through all that, and we'll use the roster and how it organizes it. So wide receiver, that group will be up first. Thanks for tuning in here, and I hope you'll subscribe. This will be a regular Monday, Thursday uh, podcast release throughout the football season and beyond, really. You know, if it goes well, hopefully we just kind of keep it going. Um, This podcast is uh, supported by, sponsored by, presented by Mississippi Land Bank. Um, I hope you'll become familiar with them throughout the process of listening if you're not already. My experience is I've known the people at the Mississippi Land Bank for a long time, and they are the kind of people that you want to do business with. So that's the first thing is don't hesitate to get to know them and trust the people. If you're in North Mississippi, you have any kind of land need, buying or selling. And certainly if you're a farmer, you know, they understand farming is Farming is big business. It's lots of equipment. It's big spreadsheets and sometimes big loans. You know, they understand it's what they do. And they're really good folks. You can find them online at mslandbank.com. And I'll tell you more about them as we go forward. All right, let's look at receivers. Um, It's a group that, you know, over the course of three days watching practice, uh, they look really good. Okay. And they've had an advantage for three days particularly the first two, um, Friday and Saturday, because there were no pads on. They only had helmets on, right? And so for a defense, that's always a little bit of a disadvantage because the physicality part of it is an advantage for the defense. Um, Now, yesterday on Sunday, they put shell, you know, pads on. In other words, so shoulder pads and just helmets. And uh, side note here, by the way, if you hear me sipping on coffee, I am sipping on coffee. Big Al the cat's up here eating his breakfast, and I'm drinking coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany. Highpointroasters.com. Shout out. Dan the Coffee Man, what's up? Yeah, so um, the group has looked good, all right? Um, you hear a lot about Makai Polk, the transfer out of Cal, and he may, for all intents and purposes, already kind of be your leader out on the outside. Uh, there are other guys at that position making two, and we'll talk uh, making plays too, but we'll talk about them. But you hear about a lot about Makai Polk. He kind of stands out. You know, he's 6'3", transfer, sort of new guy. He was here in the spring. One thing that, you know, he looks like he is, has been good at the line of scrimmage against bump stuff. So in some of the man-to-man stuff, you know, he's done a really good job of getting free releases and not getting held up. And and then he's good at the top of routes, too. 
and creating a little separation from a DB so that the, you know, he can get to the football and, and kind of shield him away from the football. He does a great job, you know, high pointing the football when he throws jump balls in the end zone. He's just a good receiver. You can tell he's really well coached. I learned recently, you know, he's, he's, I think it's his dad who's a coach. But he runs really good routes. He's, he's pretty precise. He's had his fair share of times in the first three days where, uh, you know, a DB may win one, may lock him up or knock him off his route, but it hasn't been much. You know, so he, he's been good for sure. And every, I will tell you to just take a side note if you listen to this. Everything I'm going to tell you about, you know, players, positions, whatever, just understand that it's in the context of we've had three days of practice. I've seen all three, and only one of those did they sort of have pads on. Like the first two is only helmets, okay? And, yeah, they're doing a lot of stuff, and you can watch them, but it's not real football when there's when they're not hitting each other and tackling each other to the ground, okay? And then yesterday they had on shoulder pads and helmets, like you say, so there was a little bit of contact in there. So there's no tackling to the ground. You're not hitting quarterbacks and all that kind of stuff. So to me, it's hard to make these big drastic judgments about the team and their win-loss and, you know, this this player, this position group's getting burned and this player in this position group is, you know, looking like an All-America. I mean, all these big evaluations after – watching two, three days of practice without even having full pads to me are kind of like that's getting the cart before the horse a little bit to me anyway. And I know we all got to have content, but I'm just going to kind of shoot you straight. All right. So uh, Polk on the outside, he's good. He's going to be a good player for you. You got to keep him healthy. Then outside you got Malik Heath, another 6'3 kid. And he's got, I saw Malik yesterday make a play, a really contested one-on-one play in the end zone. It was a tough catch to get his body turned. He couldn't get both hands on it, and he used one hand to haul the football in. And, you know, he's just a really good player on the outside. Um, and I think he's going to have a pretty good year. You know, the receiver on the outside that nobody's really talking about is Tulu Griffin, and I think he's going to have a big year. He's been really good in camp. You've seen some the school put out some highlights of him. And, and he's a smaller guy, but he's so hard for them to – bump man coverage him at the line of scrimmage because he's so quick you can't get a hand on him um so he's doing a really good job too uh caleb ducking on the outside six five you know he still looks like caleb i mean he's gonna have a chance to catch a bunch of balls this year he's going through the process of learning the route running and learning some of the little things in the technique you know because every route seems to be a little different sometimes and how that db plays you and he's learning how to manage that on every rep, but he's doing a good job. And, you know, he's big, he's huge. Like he's the most impressive looking one out there, uh, 6'5", 205. And what I think about that group too is, you know, a guy like Ducking, a guy like Tulu Griffin, they're either young or new. And it's important for them to have somebody at the top of the position group who's sort of setting the example of how to run all this stuff, who they look to. So – they not only are hearing it from a coach, but they're seeing one of their teammates do it pretty often. And that's big for the development. If you remember years ago when Dan Mullen was a new coach at State, he said, you know, you get your program to the point where you have a Jonathan Banks that becomes a senior 
and he teaches the young guys how to be the next Jonathan Banks, and they learn from him, and then it gets passed on. And you do have to have that. So I think it's important that you have a Makai Polk here. who He's got a lot of eligibility left, but he's been around for a long time. He's played in games, you know, and he's running routes um, better more often, and he's showing some of the young guys how you got to do it. Uh, so that's really important. Um, there's a lot of names, too, that may pop up in scrimmages, and they're probably going to play because they play so many receivers. Uh, Trip Wilson is a young 6'2 freshman out of Tupelo, and he's made some plays. It looks really good to me in practice on the outside, nobody talking about him. It's just another uh, example. And there are a lot of others, Torber or Torbor. They're, they're, you know, it's first few days of practice, they've done a nice job. You know, you don't have any – you don't have in this offense and the way they coach them at receiver a lot of bad reps in practice. Okay, then the inside receiver position – um, you know, it's pretty much led by Jalen uh, Wally and Jaden Wally, and he has looked good. You know, it looks to me like Jaden, you know, obviously was a true freshman last year and played on talent. Route running was not great all the time, and he'll tell you that. You know, his coach Dave Nickel will tell you that. But he's just explosive and physical, aggressive, not intimidated at all. Last year was a true freshman. All the things were good, and that's how he was able to play. And then, you know, you come in and just the first few days this year of practice running around, you can tell that he's confident and has worked on a lot in the offseason. His body looks good, catching a football. And I think his routes are slowly but surely just kind of getting better and better, more consistent. He's on the same page with the quarterback a little more. So I think Jaden's going to take that next step. I interviewed Dave Nickel recently on a radio show, and he said that he told – Wally, at the end of the year, they were sort of kind of evaluating the year, and they, he said he told him, you know, your routes were bad, and that means I'm a bad coach because I'm the one that's responsible for it. And so I think they've both really gone to work on it, and uh, and he looks good. You know, another name that people are talking about in the slot is Jameer Calvin, the receiver who transferred in from Washington State. And, uh, yeah, he looks good. He's smaller. You know, Wally – is you know six feet, 180 pounds. Calvin's a little small. He's he's listed at five ten. I don't know that he is five ten, uh, 160 pounds. But you know you can tell he's played in this offense before and likes it. Um, he's good. You know he's where he's supposed to be. He catches a football. He looks to me also like a guy who is going to be a a constant threat to catch a screen pass and go hit his head on the goalpost. Uh, kind of guy. Now, the offense runs a lot of screens to the outside receiver, that tunnel screen, but they also run some stuff to the inside. He's really good on the slant routes, again, one-on-one, and uh, just catches the ball well in the middle of the field for a little guy. Um, so I think he's really going to add to your offense. Um, Teddy Knox is a freshman. I've watched him run around. He's wearing number 31. And first couple of days – like I saw him cramping up some, and they're having to hydrate him, and they get him back out there. So it may take him a a few days since he's going through it for the first time to get into the kind of shape you have to be in to play receiver in this offense. Um, but, you know, he's going to be fine, but at times he just looks like a freshman, you know, um, as it goes. And, and probably the leader of the whole group, and I save it for last, is Austin Williams, who to me um, – He's just—he's exactly what you expect from a senior leader, 
he's just always in the right place, always at the right time. And if the ball is anywhere around there, he catches it. He had a really nice catch in the back of the end zone. It's a goal line stuff yesterday that I saw him. Uh, it was pretty contested. So I just like the group. Um, Brody King's getting a lot of reps in the slot, catching a football. You know, I transferred a couple of years ago out of Jones. And, um, you know, maybe not the fastest guy or biggest guy, but he, he catches a football too, and they like him. So um, there's a few names of what I've seen. And, you know, as practice keeps going, then we'll really get to see what we we can, you know, make it really get to see some stuff that might make it help us make an evaluation because when they start hitting and getting tackled, which they'll limit that everybody does now compared to what it used to be, but um, we'll get a better idea. I mean, so far it's kind of like the underwear Olympics for two days. And then yesterday they had shells and that was it. All right. We'll speed it up. Cause some of the, that's a big position group. Some of these aren't as big. All right. So next up safeties. Hey, real quick, I mentioned to you, this podcast is brought to you by Mississippi Land Bank. Fine people. What was it that Delmar said on, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? They were sitting by the campfire and he said, You ain't no kind of man unless you got land. <laughs> and I don't know if that's true. I've always thought about that. Um, the folks at Mississippi Land Bank understand the land business uh, in North Mississippi better than anybody else. And they're the kind of people... I'm happy to tell you that you ought to look them up, go see them. Any land need. And it, it, if you're a farmer, certainly. But if you're not building a dream home or want to have your own place to hunt, you know, uh, recreational property, that too, that's where you want to go. And you can find somebody close to you. Just go to the website at mslandbank.com. The podcast is also supported by Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. You know, you go to a Mississippi State game, you see the Farm Bureau signs everywhere. You watch a baseball game at Duty Noble Field right behind home plate. What does it say? Farm Bureau Insurance. That group of people, and you got local agents in all 82 counties in Mississippi, and that group of people at Farm Bureau Insurance do as good a job of supporting athletes and local teams, college and high school, in the state of Mississippi. They do a better job than anybody else. So support them. And that. The reason I tell you to go to Farm Bureau is you just get to deal with somebody local. Okay, so whether it's switching up the insurance, changing this, you've got a question, or you got a claim, something happened. Well, you're just going to talk to the agent that you know who, frankly, is a guy or a woman in town with you, and you know them, and they live three doors down, or they're sitting in the carpool line when you are picking up kids from school. Y'all go to church together. It's a local person. There's no 800 numbers and sitting on hold talking to somebody three states away. Farm Bureau is local, and that's why we call them the home team. Uh, Jalen Green, great chance to start back there uh, at free. 6-1-200 transfer from Texas. He's a former corner, all right? So if you can play corner at Texas against teams like you know LSU and Oklahoma, you're definitely a good enough athlete to run around at safety. It's just about of knowing what to do. Um, and and he looks the part. You know, he he looks it, runs around, he's confident, he fits right in. You know, that's a group with Sean Preston, uh, Colin Duncan, guys who played a bunch last year in London Craft, and Fred Peters, all names that played a lot of football for you, 
played well, at times played better than you thought they should have or would have at that point in their career. Last year, they got a lot out of them, and they had to play. And C.J. Morgan is back out there, and he looks big to me. You know, you can tell that he's had all that time off the field. He's not overweight by any stretch, but he's just thick. He's he's much thicker than the other safeties. Um, and it looks like he's still in the process of kind of getting ramped back up, you know. So, And there are some other names. Um, Dylan Lawrence is a tall safety when you see him out there. He's tall and lean, 6'4", 200 pounds. Uh, out of George County, he's backup safety, but he's getting a lot of meaningful reps in the first three days and just a good-looking athlete back there, tall athlete at safety. You don't see that 6'4 guy back there very much, to be honest with you. And, you know, he's still young, redshirt sophomore, uh, technically. So a lot of time he'll put on some weight and other stuff. If you hear some noise in here, my these cats are running around having a little game of chase. So if you hear that noise, I apologize. Uh, that's safety. Feel good about them. Uh, back over to offense. Look at running backs. Um, my staunch evaluation of this group is that obviously Woody Marks and Dylan Johnson are the leaders of the group. But let me tell you something, and y'all remember I told you this. Anybody that says Marks is a clearing away starter and everybody else are backups, including Dylan Johnson, just isn't paying attention very closely. Um, not only not only is it not the case, um, I'm not sure it will be the case. Okay, and here's what I mean by that. Dylan Johnson is the real deal, okay, and he's a he's a big guy, and physically he looks like that SEC back now. I'm not sure he did physically last year to the naked eye. You know, um, he, he sort of still had high school body in, in a lot of ways last year, but he was the bigger guy and played well. But the weight room suits him. There's no question. You could see that in the spring and then throughout the summer and into the fall, Dylan Johnson – is the real deal. He's going to play a huge role in your offense, six feet, 215. And Woody Marks has put on weight, yeah, you know, again, listed 5'10", 205. I bet he weighs more than 205, but he, he looks good too. He's another one that, you know, both those guys last year, they didn't always play like true freshmen. They played kind of above their head, t- showed you a lot of toughness as the year went on. But physically, they looked like they'd come right out of high school and didn't have a spring or an off season. Well, let me tell you, both those guys look like Southeastern Conference running backs now. Both are going to play a lot. And for anybody to say that one is way ahead of the other is just not paying attention. Um, and then you got young guys in that group too. Uh, Omni Wells, who they're they high on, who's really competing. Uh, Hargrove, the young guy out of Louisiana, who can absolutely fly. I mean, he can absolutely fly. You just got to get them ready to go to do everything you have to do to play. All right, next group on the roster is quarterbacks. Um, it's certainly Will Rogers' job to lose. Um, you haven't had – the first three days you haven't had Jack Abraham out there who came into the year as going to have a chance certainly to maybe compete for the job and, and push Will. Uh, would have had to have been really good in camp to overtake Will but was going to have a chance to do that. But he hadn't been out there – Dealing with some type of deal. I know there's been a couple reports of, you know, concussion type thing. Whatever it is, it's kept him out for now, and they hope to get him back. 
but it does kind of set him back a little bit because everybody else is getting all the reps, you know, early on. Again, you haven't had full pads on and they don't do that a ton, but you know, it's just one day of shells and two days of helmets only, but Will is the leader throwing the football well. He knows where it's supposed to go. You know, he's seen a few underthrows here and there, but it is practice and ain't no big deal. Uh, because he 99.9% of the time knows where the ball is supposed to go, is getting it there on time, and is making the offense go, getting it to the people who are supposed to get the ball. Lovertich is getting most of the backup reps or two reps, you know, so far. And, uh, you know, he's listed at 5'11", 190. He's probably not 5'11", but he's doing a good job too. He, you know, he can tell he understands the offense, understands the timing and how to, you know, run the screens, throw the ball in the middle, read the zone, read the man, make some good throws up the sideline against man-to-man. He can really throw it. He had a few times in scale and stuff where, you know, or, or even in team stuff, you know, he could tell he has a little bit of a hard time seeing when the when he's got to go in the middle of the field because he's got these big trees standing around him, and that'll be a disadvantage to him. But so far he's competing and getting a lot of reps. Uh, the other transfer from Sam Houston State, is taller, 6'4", 200, Jack Christofek. And, uh, you know, he's trying to get in the mix to be the backup. And then you got the freshman, Sawyer Robertson and Daniel Greek, and freshman uh, uh, walk-on Jake Ware out of Tupelo. And all three of those freshmen throw the ball well. Um, Sawyer Robertson, you know, he's 6'4", 210, listed at that. What's interesting, you know, he and Daniel Greek are the same age, are both 6'4". Greek is the one who was in for spring and summer and therefore went through it, but most importantly, the weight program. Greek's already been through it since the spring. Sawyer Robertson just got here, and what's amazing, you can tell the difference looking at him. Greek, when he was here in the spring, looked like a high school guy. He already is starting to look like a college guy physically, and that's just a few months in the weight program. So you can just look at him, they're the same age, and see the difference in one guy who's been through the college weight and conditioning program, and one guy who hasn't, and you can see the difference. Um, So that's quarterbacks. Um, Jump to the offensive line, you know, and it's obviously a big position group, so it takes a pretty good while to kind of hash all that out. You've seen the reports of who the starters are so far, kind of what that rotation has been, which includes Sharp at center and Cole Smith over at – one of the guard positions, you know, working at one of the guard positions. But, you know, to me, it all hinges and around and starts with Charles Cross at left tackle. Um, I'll try here not to overstate it, but I don't think it's overstating it to say that you want him getting off, off the bus first. Um, you know, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, he's a good 300 pounds, maybe a little more. And that's a kid, you know, who came in really light. Um, part of the reason he was under under-recruited early in his recruitment before he became a five-star was because he was so thin, you know, in high school. But now he looks like your prototypical SEC offensive lineman. He can absolutely move. He is, he is such an athlete to be that size and at that position. He's getting better and better. And, you know, I was joking the other day, uh, I was talking with Jay Hobson, out at practice, and I said, Jay, you know, reincarnation isn't real, but if it was and you could choose, you could pick, I think I'd pick Charles Cross. That's what I'd want to come back at. <laughs> He's, I mean, because he is, um, 
exactly what you're looking for. He's going to have a big year and be a first-round pick. So everything kind of hinges, you know, around him. You know, got to keep an eye on the inside is Cameron Jones uh, out of Startwell High School. I think he's having a good camp. And, you know, a few of the others, when you uh, look at some of the the guys who maybe stand out that you don't know a ton about, you got Scott Lashley who's in there playing at one tackle, and he's in good shape, 6'7", 315, and he's, to me, you know, been good. Again, it's not full contact stuff with full pads, but doing a pretty good job. To me, Suggs looks good. He's big. Looks like he's gotten in shape. And there's a really impression, uh, impressive freshman who's getting some second-team work and getting a lot of attention, and that's Albert Reese. He wears number 76. You know, he's the kid out of Canada, then he went to an academy in Florida, and he's listed at 6'7", 315. He's huge. You've probably read or heard about how strong he is, um, but he's impressive. He's one who – absolutely does not look like a first-year player. Uh, that group as a whole has gotten better. Um, they just look better. They're they're bigger. The weight room program has done for the offensive line what it's supposed to do, and they got a chance to be, I think, a lot better. Um, and a lot of it does hinge around center, too. That, that's got to work with Sharp at center, better snaps more consistently and a little bit longer arms, and so being able to um, – kind of hold people off in the middle a little more consistently. And you've heard Mason Miller say that so far it seems like the guard position may suit Cole Smith a little better too. So maybe they're with, with spring and offseason, they're starting to figure those things out, which they didn't have the time to figure those things out last year. Uh, it was just start practicing. You better get ready to play a ball game. All right. So uh, we'll move on to the linebacker group. This is one where a group where it's, you know, a pretty known commodity, right? Led by uh, Aaron Brule in the middle, leader of that group. Tyrus Wheat, a big-time part of that group, obviously. And then Bookie Watson, Nathaniel Watson. You know, those seem to be kind of your your front-line guys at those linebacker positions. Rodney Gross, who's just a redshirt freshman, 6'2", he looks good. He's going to be good. He's just young. You know, it's like he, he's he's got to learn, I think, how good he can be. Um, but he flies around. You'll see him get reps, and he's going to play. And you'll see him flying around making plays, and it'll just be a matter of, you know, the consistency in every little part of the position in order to get more and more playing time as the year goes on for him. And maturity, that's what it is for all these young guys. You know, linebackers is another position. It's really hard to, you know, evaluate them, I think, when they haven't had pads on. You know, the first two days they're in shorts and helmets. Yesterday they put on shoulder pads, but it's not full, so they're not really tackling. And that's a position where it's all about, you know, who are you knocking down? (laughs) <laughs> who are you knocking to the ground, you know, and how much urgency do you have when you're blitzing in the middle, getting through a, a tight gap and hitting a quarterback and slinging him to the ground? That's what you're going to have to do when you play in these ball games. And so um, I guess in practice it's all about, you know, who's most consistently in the right position, who goes through the drills like a pro and all that. And that's certainly those three I mentioned, Wheat, Brulee, and Watson. You know, J.P. Purvis, I will tell you, is one who – 
And he's listed at 6'1", 220, but he fits in in the group. He's a really good athlete, young, a little bit smaller, tweener type of linebacker, but he looks like a linebacker. Um, so you shouldn't worry about him. Sherman Timms, who, you know, played some pass rush positions, he's bigger, about 260 pounds at 6'2". He's, he's a big guy, but he's in the linebacker group, and he's uh, earned former walk-on. They're going to move him on to full scholarship this year, and he's really going to contribute. Physical player, good tackler, always doing the right stuff, handles it like a pro. You've heard some of the other guys mention Jet Johnson, and Jet's coming into his redshirt junior year, still got a lot of eligibility left. And he's having a good camp just in that, you know, he's getting some ones and twos and rotating a bunch, getting a lot of reps, and seems to be doing a nice job in pass coverage too when they go running back, linebacker drills. Again, it's just drills, you know. And in some of the 11-on-11, he's been around and and just kind of seems to be physically in every other way ready to make a next step. Um, I I think what you're going to see as a state fan is a lot of these guys make a step a lot of them, and it's going to be because of a full year of uh, the weight program. You didn't get it in 2020, okay? So as good as Tyson, as good a job as Tyson as those guys do, last year everything got cut off and they sent them home. You lost all of it. And now you're going to see a team who's got a consistent run-up from spring to summer to fall, and a lot of these guys look different, and they're much more ready to play a season. I think Jet Johnson's one of those. Uh, Ty Cooper, the freshman out of Louisville, I've seen him make a few plays and they go pass rush stuff. You can just see the potential. He's listed at 6'4", 240, um, needs a year in a weight room, going to be a really good player. That's my opinion. Okay, and then uh, defensive front guys. We'll start at defensive tackle, you know, which you don't – in this defense, you don't have a bunch of them listed, right? It's a pretty small group. But let me tell you, in my opinion, it's a very good group. I'm very excited about defensive tackle in the middle. I, and, you know, Cooley is the youngest one. But the other three, uh, Crumity, Pickering, and Cameron Young, they are – that's some dudes right there. Now, and Cameron Young is not as big, okay? So he's 6'3". 310. You saw what he did last year against George. Just really came on out of nowhere. He's a kid wearing number 93, and he's hard to block. I had somebody tell me yesterday who's, you know, out there at the practice field, said, hey, Cameron Young is kind of the leader in that room. He's kind of the leader of that group. They looked to him, and I thought, really? You know, a redshirt junior out of uh, Franklin County High School. I know he played well last year, but he's good, okay? And Their size and athleticism, Pickering and Crumity, are both going to have a great chance to play NFL football, you know. So those are the guys you're rotating in a very important position in the middle of your defensive front. And then the others who, you know, are listed at defensive ends, they're going to rotate guys in and out all over the place. But the other guys listed at defensive ends, you know, everybody's talking about Charlton, the transfer from UCF, and I think he's got an excellent chance to be a starter or be – you know, one of those frontline rotation guys and and play all the, the right snaps, you know, is he going to go and be an, an all-SEC guy? I, I don't know. He could, but I don't necessarily expect that out of him, but I think he's really solid. He, he fits in. Okay, that's what I'm saying. You're not trying to stretch him to be an SEC guy. I think he fits in. Um, 
you've heard some stuff about King Ani. He looks good, 6'4", 265. It's just a matter of, you know, um, how consistent are you? Because you got some others. Jordan Davis is going to play a big role on this team. He's a, you know, a senior, obviously, in technical eligibility. He looks really good. Big, tall, long guy. Has a lot of energy. Flying around early on in practice. Again, they don't have pads on. You've heard a lot about him. Uh, Jack Harris is going to play major snaps. He's put on some weight. He's a little heavier. He's a work-hard guy, energy guy. Probably in the group of defensive ends, if you just were to let him race, he's probably the fastest one or one of the fastest ones. He can really run, and he's just a sophomore. So Jack Harris, a guy, because of his you know, time in the weight room, it's really going to benefit him. He's going to play a lot of meaningful snaps for you. You got Banks and Odom. Uh, Odom was on the bike yesterday, and um, he'll be a redshirt senior, but nothing major. They get him back. Um, I like that group a lot. You know, they've got plenty of numbers. There's lots of experience there. Uh, you got a new guy in the mix. Competition is elevated. I think Davis is going to have a good year. And when they're playing around whoever's in the middle, if it's Crummity on the field or Pickering or Young, they got a chance to be pretty good too. So I like the defensive personnel a lot. And then finally, uh, just looking at the cornerback group, it's a good group. Um you know, some people point to the depth and say, well, they don't have a ton of depth. Well, that's how I felt about them last year, and they played great, to be honest with you. What I do know is it is one of the better starting cornerback duos in the country. And I I understand the weight of that statement, but it's true. You know, Emerson and Forbes, I believe, are both going to play NFL football. And, you know – one or both would be pretty high draft pick, actually. You know, and Emerson's a guy who's just coming into his junior year, technically. Again, last year was a free year for everybody. But when you're a guy like him projected to be drafted highly, you know, you probably pay attention because he's just going to go when he can. Uh, Forbes, just coming into his sophomore year, he was a true freshman last year. And he plays a lot taller than he is. You know, he's listed at six feet tall, but he plays a lot taller and longer than six feet. Anyway, so – you know, those two, if those two guys are healthy, you have a really good corner duo. And Furge is a rotation guy and had a good spring and has had a good offseason and is having a good fall camp as well. Um, so there's three that have played, that will play, that you're comfortable playing. DeCameron Richardson is another tall corner, 6'2", 195, and he's going to be a sophomore. He's played for you some. He's coming on. And then, so there's four. You know, you got a, a one, two, you got a three, four in whatever order. And then it's about, you know, maybe another guy having to step up. You hope not because of injuries, but they do happen. So, it, you know, when you look at the cornerback group, it's not like you have a three deep at both corners that you're just breathing comfortably with. Well, tell me the last time you did have that. And I mean, you've never had that. You've never gone into a year where you go, oh, we got three deep at both corners that we feel great about playing any of them. No, you've never had that. So people go, well, there's a depth issue at corner. No, no, there's really not. I mean, what do you want? <laughs> I, You know, so uh, I just think, I'll be honest with you, I think personnel-wise, defensively, I think it's a good football team. And with a guy like Zach Arnett coaching him who last year showed you what he's about. 
which is fast physical pressure. The other guys play on the other side of the line of scrimmage, and if somebody gets hurt, get them out of the way quickly and the next man up. We're not going to lower expectations because of who's in there. And I, I think they got a chance to be good on defense. Uh, or better, certainly better than anybody is really giving them credit for. And, you know, we're three days into it. Offensively, we'll see. It's really got to come together. But, you know, you've added some pieces. Um, you know, a front-line outside receiver who runs good routes and can catch the ball. You know, another piece on the inside. You already had the receiver group, frankly. And, and that outside piece is important. Um I think it hinges on a couple of guys. I mean, I love the running backs. Dylan Johnson, I think, is a future star. Um, and I think it hinges on keeping two guys healthy, and that's Charles Cross at left tackle and Will Rogers at quarterback. If those two guys right there stay healthy, then the offense will go just about as far as a quarterback will take them because, you know, the other position groups are there. Um, so there you go. Uh, that's a look at position group for, for – oh, I didn't touch on special teams. You know, it's Rees at kicker. Uh, they got a competition going at punter. Um, I don't know how that's going to, you know, play out. Tucker Day is experienced. Uh, they bring in, you know, a freshman, Marshall Nichols from over in uh, Atlanta, and he's in the mix. And there's another guy in the mix out there who's a left-footed kicker, a left-footed punter, who is a new guy. And I don't know his name yet. Um, once I learn his name, I'll tell you what his nickname is. I heard what his nickname is, but we'll tell you more about him. He's a left-footed punter who uh, is in, I think, trying to get in the mix, who's kicking the ball pretty well, too. So I think there's a competition going on for the punter spot uh, right now. So there you go. All right, so there it is, position group, position group, taking a look at the football team. That's what I know. This is the first one. I will tell you the other episodes here of the podcast will not be this long. Uh, this is the first sort of introductory. Uh, but, but you know, this is not an entertainment podcast. This is a uh, an information podcast. I'll give you what I've got. Uh, all right, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting Mississippi Land Bank. Thanks for supporting Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. And I'll see you on Thursday on Better Than Average.